So if her husband took the single life and she died first, then he actually made the right choice, okay? But if he passes first and he made the wrong choice, so how do we cover for the difference? He doesn't want to disinherit his wife, nor does he want to disinherit himself. It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor Ben Schrock. So today we're going to uh, take a break from our series that we've been doing over the last uh, few weeks, and we're going to go to the mailbag and we'll answer a few questions today that we've gotten in from listeners, as well as play a little financial dictionary. We're going to throw a, uh, a financial term that we hear quite a bit that maybe you might know about, but maybe you've kind of heard some things and aren't quite sure about and get Ben's thoughts on that. And as always, we do so with Ben Schrock over at BA Schrock Financial Group. Ben, how's uh, how's the new year treating you? So far, so good. Made it through flu season, all right. <laughs> uh, a few knocks, but uh, we, we bounced back and recovered. Is it officially over yet? How long does it go? I, you know, I, I don't ever get it, thankfully, knock on wood, but I feel like it's like six months of the year, it seems like. I, it does, especially in Ohio where it's cold six months of the year. So I don't know exactly, but it, it seems like once we all get it, then we're good. So we pretty much have all had it in our house, so we're, we're through it and uh, hopefully no more. Good. I hope so. Yeah. I haven't had a flu shot in probably, I mean, I don't even know as long as I can remember, but <laughs> because we had the baby this year, we had to get immunized. So we went in and got yep. the flu shots. The first time I'd got in forever. So I'm uh, hopefully not spreading it like maybe I was in past years. I sure. apologize, but <laughs> yeah, just trying to get through that, man. Just, uh, just trying to stay healthy until that warm weather comes back again. That's it. So today we're going to get into the mailbag a little bit. And if you haven't joined this show, Unlocking Your Financial Future, Ben is the owner and financial advisor over at BA Shrock Financial Group. We talk about a lot of different topics. And, and today we're going to do that again. We're going to kind of spread the conversation around a little bit, hit on a, a number of different things as we kind of take a break from our series. We're going to pick that up on our next episode. But you can always go back to previous episodes. You can find them both on Ben's uh, website at bashrock-fg.com, or you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you listen to your podcasting. They're all right there in archive, and we built up some pretty nice series. So when you have some time, go back and take a look. But again, Ben's website has those, plus a lot of other information and resources that you can use as you're trying to do some retirement planning and get your finances in order. So I recommend you check out their website when you get a little bit of time. So today we're going to start with financial dictionary and a topic that, or a term that I've seen before, and I don't really understand it. I guess I haven't done this yet, but Explain this to me, uh, tax loss harvesting. What exactly is this and how does it work? Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I've done it. I mean, the name just itself sounds pretty technical and, yeah. and confusing, but it's kind of a practice that you're gonna we're gonna utilize within after tax investments. So you're not talking about your 401ks, IRAs, or Roths, Ben. You're talking about your after tax or what we commonly call a brokerage account here in our office. And I wish Keith didn't see me setting up for the podcast today because he <laughs> he hit the road run and he was afraid I'd pull him in. But this is what he does so well for our our clients within their after tax portfolios. But basically, what you're doing, and I kind of had a, like an Investopedia definition, and I'll start with that, and then kind of we can elaborate in a little okay. bit more detail, but it's basically selling securities at a loss 
to offset some capital gains or tax liability. So in essence, what you're doing is when you own a bunch of different stocks in this example, and throughout the course of the year, some of those stocks are kicking off some dividends or you're taking some income or even selling some of those shares at a gain, you're going to have some gains throughout the course of the year. And if you have maybe 40 or 50 different equities within your portfolio, maybe you have some of those that are losers throughout the course of the year. So you're going to sell some of those to offset some of the income that's come your way or some of the gains that you've locked in to ideally net out a zero tax liability at the end of the year for the client. And a lot of times people say, well, that's all good and well, but I want to make money. So, and I, and I get that point. So the loss is on paper essentially. And as long as we sit on the sidelines for a certain amount of time, we can buy back into the market after we set out, I think it's 30 to 60 days. We have to sit out once we sell that investment at, at that loss to count that for uh, that taxable year. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And so is this something you have to do? I know this episode is is debuting early 2020. So is this something you work on towards the end of the year or is there something you can apply early in the year before taxes are actually yeah, that's, sent in? That's a really good question. We traditionally practice that towards the fourth quarter. Okay. Um, just because dealing with retirees, we don't know what their year is going to look like. We have it all built out and all planned out for them, but it never goes to plan. There's a vacation they want to take on. There's an emergency that pops up. Things happen. We get that. So we wait till the end of the year to make sure there's no surprises. Also, at that time, we have a good picture of what dividends have been generated, even though we project those as well. So we get a clear picture of where they stand towards out the end of the year. However, if we see some opportunities throughout the middle of the year, we might grab some of those losses and uh, utilize those or carry some of those forward even from previous years. Okay. So that's a way to minimize your tax obligations and uh, you know something that you want to work with an advisor on to Throughout the year, as, as Ben just points out, it's not just towards the end as you kind of see your big picture, but you know when you have opportunities, that's when an advisor can kind of step in and, and help you grab those and take advantage of them when they arise. So good to know. I now understand a little bit better about tax good. loss harvesting. I'm going to try to look into that uh, this year. So mailbag, let's dive into the mailbag today. So the mailbag, uh, if you have a question, if anything that's on your mind, you know, whether it's a basic financial question or it's a specific question about your situation, your life, something that you got coming up, are you in retirement, pre-retirement, whatever it is, you can send them in to us at bashrock-fg.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook, shoot us a message there. You can also call Ben's office at 330-473-1060, send in the question there. And we'll bring them on the show to use here. So we have three today that I want to get to. All of them kind of touch on some different things, but all very good topics. And the first one comes in from Jane, who says, I'll be retiring in exactly one year. What's on the list of things I need to do before I officially walk away? Well, congratulations, first of all. Um, At least she has a... You know, planned out at least a year in advance. I like that. But the first thing I would question would be, uh, you know, your health insurance. Jane, are you of age? Are you getting close to 65? If not... Do you know what your health insurance options are? Are you fortunate enough to have uh, an employer that carries that for you for a little while? Or are you going to have to go find your own? Are we going to have to switch to Cobra? Can you hop on your husband's? that's the biggest challenge for people right now that are retiring any age prior to 65 before they can jump on Medicare is health insurance. So to us, when we see that, the first thing we look at is health insurance. So that's step one. It's definitely got to be high on your priority list. And then the next one would be your income planning. So 
Where are we going to take our social security? What's our pension situation look like? Do we have one? Do we not have one? And then once we kind of solve that, then we, we look at the alternate investments, your 401ks, IRAs, and how much risk should you be taking since we're kind of getting in that fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter of your work history? Should we uh, kind of divest out of the market, get a little safer, preparing ourselves for that ultimate day where we walk out that door and the income stops from your job? And, you know, it's one year out for Jane, but, you know, you probably would recommend to anybody that the earlier you can start, the better on these things, right? To give yourself enough time to sort through everything. Yeah, I think so, Ben, because there's so many other qualified professionals that we're going to use. We're going to use a healthcare specialist. You know, if you need a good estate planning attorney, we've got one of those, a good accountant, a financial professional. So yeah, it allows the client enough time to kind of digest all the different things they need to do and feel like, oh my gosh, I can accomplish this in a year versus, oh gosh, I got to figure this out in a month or a couple weeks. And it becomes a little bit more cumbersome and, and not as enjoyable those last few days. So I think she's timed it up nicely. And I think okay. a year is plenty of time for her. And not to assume that uh, Jane's thinking this way, but the other thing I, I thought of in this question was when she said, I needed to get done before I walk away. Well, once you walk away, the planning doesn't end there either, right? It really kind of picks up even uh, once you start retirement. Absolutely. Yeah. That's just the beginning phases of it. And and once you start that initial plan, um, that's that hardest part. But you know, then it's that ongoing maintenance, continuing to meet and continuing to reach out and discuss the different portfolio options, risk and, and income, and you know, just continuing that relationship going forward. Yep. So thanks for that question, Jane. I hope that is, uh, is helpful to you. Our next question comes in from Helen. My husband's military pension is a very nice monthly benefit, but after he dies, I don't get a penny of it. In retrospect, this was a mistake, but it's nothing that we can change now. So how do we address this problem moving forward? Yeah, that, unfortunately, Helen, this is a, a very common situation that we see in our office. We do see a lot of times, not just with military pensions, but with pensions in general, people select the single life option just because they thought that was the only option they had, or their coworker told them to take it, or you know they get bad advice from someone. And not all the times is, is that the worst situation, but what we have to look for in your situation is if you pass away first, it doesn't matter. And again, I don't want to be kind of callous and sound bad, but if she's out of the equation, if Helen's out of the equation, your husband's pension continues to go. But the second he passes, she gets nothing. So how do we plan for that or hedge against that short life of her husband if he should pass before her? So what we commonly do in this situation is is just buy some life insurance on him. Okay. If he's insurable, being the the key factor. We want to buy as much life insurance as we can afford on him to cover that that loss. So when he does pass or if he does pass before her, she would receive a tax-free death benefit from the life insurance policy to help cover that income need that would make up or subsidize what his pension would have been generating. Okay. Well, you know, I always think too, like we are all going to make mistakes in our, uh, you know, planning process and, mm-hmm. and, and it's going to happen, but there's always ways to kind of offset that. Right. I mean, even if you think like, oh man, I'll never get that money back. There's some things you can do to help trying to ease the pain of, of something you did earlier. Right. And honestly, I would tell Helen exactly that, you know, I don't think you made a mistake. I okay. just think that you didn't complete the planning process. Cause a lot of times we do exactly that, Ben, is we'll look at the pension because we'll sit her and her husband down and say, we don't know who's going to go first. Odds are the males do, but we don't know. So if her husband took the single life and she died first, then he 
actually made the right choice, okay? But if he passes first and he made the wrong choice, so how do we cover for the difference? He doesn't want to disinherit his wife, nor does he want to disinherit himself. So buying life insurance and calculating the cost of that premium on the front end would do exactly that, and she can go out and find out how much insurance we can buy on him and pay for that with a difference of a monthly amount that we can equate and figure that out based on how much income they need. Great. Well, thank you for your uh, your question, Helen, and thank your husband for his service as well. Our final question that we're going to get to today comes from Confused. They uh, didn't want to identify themselves in this, <laughs> this question, and, and this may be why. Uh, I'm a little overwhelmed by how many accounts we have. We have moved around to a lot of different jobs. I think between my wife and I, we have six 401ks, three IRAs, two Roth IRAs, two small pensions, a 403B, and then some individual stocks and whatnot. It's getting hard to manage. I don't even know where we're invested and what we're invested in in all these accounts. How much do you think we can consolidate and how will all of that even work? Wow, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you want to make life simple on yourself and, and you can really consolidate a lot of that. So I'll kind of break it down based on how many different accounts. And if I'm, if I misspeak on the number of accounts, please correct me, Ben. But, um, I think she said they have six 401k. So if yep. we say each of them own three, those can all be consolidated into each of their own IRAs. So right off the bat, you can consolidate those with the three IRAs you have. So all those can be consolidated into each of your own IRAs, which is good. So then you only have two IRAs. Then you can keep your two Roths, if you, assuming you each own your own Roth, and then two small pensions and a 403B can also be rolled into those IRAs as well. I'm not saying that you should do that, but on the, the pensions depends on if you get a lump sum or not. You know, There's multiple things that go into place there, but if you do decide to roll that over, all that could be consolidated into the IRA. So essentially, you could get all these accounts down to about two IRAs and two Roths, and um, your situation would be a lot more simple. Yeah, I mean, that's something you want to do, right? And I guess as you're going along, I mean, it's easy to kind of compile these these accounts, but you know, would you say every couple of years you want to just kind of evaluate where you are and, and try to consolidate where you can? I would, because ultimately what happens, Ben, is is when you have multiple plans um, and multiple different carriers or companies, custodians, you have a lot of different mutual funds or a lot of different investments. You kind of are doing a little bit of everything and not really doing anything well. So you're not really putting your money to work for you the best way possible. It's kind of resisting itself. There's too many hands in the pot there. There's just It's just not enough cohesiveness within the portfolio for it to actually be working for the client. So yeah, absolutely. It's something I we always want to review and make sure that you consolidate whenever necessary. Three great questions today on Unlocking Your Financial Future. We appreciate everyone taking the time to send those in. If you have one that you're interested in, a question that you have, concern you have about your portfolio, whatever it might be, send it in to bashrock-fg.com or connect on Facebook, shoot us a message there, or you can call the office 330-473-1060. The office is over there in Wadsworth, but uh, Ben and his team service the entire Cleveland, Akron area. We'll be happy to help you sit down and uh, work through any kind of questions you have or uh, get started on a retirement plan if that's where you are in uh, your planning process. Whatever it might be, they are there to help you. So check them out and also make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. We'll have another episode coming next week, starting another series, a short series, but one on mutual funds that I think you'll be very interested in. So make sure you subscribe and uh, tune in for that next one. So Ben, I appreciate the mailbag uh, question and answer session. It's been a lot of fun and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yep, always enjoy it. Thanks for listening to Unlocking Your Financial Future. We will talk again next time.
Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM. AEWM and BA Schrock Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. BA Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.